WVOW Logan. That's when I saw Malachi and the others. They were acting real creepy. The worldview of wrestling. This is WVOW on WVOW Logan. Several stars have jumped and more rumored to jump from WWE to AEW. We'll talk about that. And crowds are back in arenas. What's going on with SummerSlam? Somebody tell us. What's next? Who's next? We cover it all. I'm Aaron Stone. And I'm Nathan Bush. This is the World View of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Another episode of the World View of Wrestling here on WVOW. We are live right now on 101.9 FM, 1290 AM. And of course, we're also bringing it to you on WVOWradio.com. We want to thank our great sponsors, the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. Check them out, and we thank them for sponsoring the program. And uh, Aaron Stone, you talked about it at the top of the program. We had a little, uh, little lead in there. Stars are uh, jumping, oh, as man. you would say. They're going everywhere, especially now with crowds back in the mix. We'll talk about it. But the big one, Malachi Black makes his debut for AEW. The former Alistair Black, the former Tommy End, debuts for All Elite Wrestling and goes after one Cody Rhodes and Arn Anderson, which uh, was a pretty interesting Way to debut him, don't you think? I, I, I yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes. I, what a way to debut on television and to be in the ring with one of the one of the big stars right now. Yeah, not just AEW, but pretty much everywhere with Cody Rhodes and a legend, a Hall of Famer like Arn Anderson. Yeah, and Arn Anderson doesn't take a lot of bumps these days, so that's a big one for him. Uh, the best thing about him debuting, I thought, was the way they did it. The worst thing about that debut was uh, the commentary. Malachi Black has arrived in AEW. See, I was not a fan of the fact that Excalibur knew exactly who he was when he's yeah. debuting a brand new character. Well, he did call him Tommy Ends, too. Yeah, after he, of course, was like, I wrestled that man in Dusseldorf, Germany, 15 years ago. Uh, well, he should have known who he was, but he should have used his real name. Well, I'll tell you this. Excalibur, nobody cares who you wrestled. And I honestly don't care who you are, and I wish you'd go away. Woo. But that's uh, that's just me. But Malachi Black makes a huge impact, and now they're setting up for what looks like a feud between him and Cody Rhodes. And God Almighty, what a kick right to Arn Anderson's face. You don't nail an Anderson without getting a Rhodes backing him up nowadays, I'm just saying. <laughs> Very true. Uh, it was a great kick, too, man. It was it looked stiff, as they mm. would say. So uh, great, great work there by AEW to debut this guy and make him look like a star. Right. Which is something I think they've lacked in debuting new talent. Well, and now we understand, and this is news, whether it's true or not, it's news. Yeah. We have... Uh, rumors galore that AEW is going. They they have said openly they've got a big surprise coming. 
now it looks like the the surprise, and if it's not this, who knows what the surprise will be? CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Yeah, there's been reports everywhere popping up, Ringside News, Figure Four Weekly, all the biggies, uh, people that don't put their name on something unless they have a really, really good source behind it, unlike Dave Meltzer, uh, are saying that there's a big surprise coming, whether it be CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, or both. There is talks of both debuting for All Elite Wrestling. Hmm. What what a couple of coups that would be. Man, I tell you. Now, here's another thing that's coming out, too, and I don't remember where this first reported. I didn't report it, but I'm going to pass it along here. Mm-hmm. WWE, that, that Nick Khan. Yes. Over in WWE, he was trying to get a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, and yeah. The story was is that he was trying to get this deal to keep Brian Daniel Bryan, yeah. Now, that just shows you what kind of water he carries. The WWE was going to make an exception just to keep him. Yeah. A so, lot of people are saying Brian wants to work New Japan, and he'll work with any company here in the States that right. will allow that. Right. Um, Brian Danielson and Okada, sign me up. I'm there every day of the week. Now, now Conan has come out now, uh, 411 Mania. And we're not talking him. about the Barbarian Conan. No, not we're, the Barbarian. we're talking about Aliba La Rasa Conan. So Conan comes out. He says he asked Tony Khan. Too many cons going on here. There's a lot of cons. So There's says, a lot of cons in wrestling, isn't there? <laughs> he, he says he asked Tony Khan himself. He said, is he going to AEW? Talk about Brian Danielson. Yeah. He said, did you sign him? And he says that Khan told him, you know, I can't tell you. Because apparently Conan was wanting to use him down in... Triple A. In Mexico, at Triple yeah. A. All right, understandable. They have a relationship now. I mean, Kenny Omega's the Triple A champion. He is. So they've got a deal worked out. So with all that being said, he didn't tell him. And uh, he apparently Conan reported that he had told Khan that if he had... Brian Daniels had a debut in Chicago that the place would melt. Of well, thank you, Conan. I'm glad we now got that understood. Conan cleared that up for yeah, us. I'm glad nobody that he figured it thought, out. Nobody would have figured that. Nobody's um, thinking we, that. We've kind of fantasy booked this, and I and you and I have both agreed that if let's just say you know again this is all hearsay, and no matter what the reports are, it's all hearsay. If these two men are going to debut for AEW, I think. All out Chicago, it, it you got to debut CM Punk. That place will go mental. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you want him in Chicago. You want the yeah. first time people see him to be in Chicago. Absolutely. And then, I mean, I, I guess it doesn't really matter where. And having him in Chicago is still going to be just as good. I would drop the curtain. Yeah, in Chicago. And if I'm going to de- debut Daniel Bryan, I would save him for that big show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. They're going to be running later that month. So, oh yeah, that would be a big, uh, a big to do there. If you're going to bring them out, do it. Now that's where you do it. Now AEW has all that going on. Still don't have official word on that. Now what we do definitely have official word on is John Cena. After I mean he's been gone. He's been gone since the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, part, yeah, that thing. The the Firefly Gate. Uh, when uh, Firefly John, Gate. John Cena <laughs> was just sent away. He was just gone away. It it, it destroyed. Uh, he's back now. He came out at Money in the Bank. We're going to talk about Money in the Bank more in depth. But he came out after the main event. No surprise, by the way, that Roman Reigns held on to the title of Money in the Bank. But. John Cena came out, and he made it very clear the very next night on Monday Night Raw that he wanted 
Roman Reigns, and he, he said did. he was going to come to SmackDown, and he did come to SmackDown. But at SmackDown, that was where things got a little bit different. Yeah, things changed on SmackDown. We saw Roman Reigns kind of look at John Cena and basically said, you know, if I wanted this, this would be 2005 Cena. Yeah, well, and that it, and that was pretty much what happened there. He told him no. Yes, he told him no, and he, you know, he said no. You're not going to get. You're not going to get a chance at me. You're not going to get a chance at this universal title. Finn Balor. Yes. Finn Balor of all people, he he had already showed back up earlier in the night. He showed back up earlier in the night. He took on uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah, and got the win. Sami Zayn hasn't done anything but just literally put Finn Balor over. Now, I'm not saying anything against that, but Sami Zayn, he, he's, he's good. But Finn Balor comes out and he challenges Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Yeah, and he tries to uh, say, hey, if you don't want to take on John Cena's challenge, you can take on my challenge. And uh, that was met with an interesting response, wasn't it? He said, he said accepted. Challenge accepted. Yeah, he, he said accepted on that. So, right now... We don't have a clue. We don't know what's going to happen at SummerSlam. No no official matches at SummerSlam yet. So All we we'll know is see. that he has accepted the, the, the title challenge by Finn Balor. So, yeah. Again, right now, even though with all this stuff going on with AEW, possibly having Brian Danielson as CM Punk, earlier in the week we had a different feeling about this, but I'm pretty sure now that it's it's going to be confirmed before too long that they are coming. But until it does... Roman Reigns is number one right now yeah. in, in, with wrestling story. Best, best thing going. Oh man! He's and uh, speaking of speaking of returns, Monday night we saw two other guys return. Uh, one Keith Lee finally back from whether it be trademark issues, injuries, uh, whatever. <laughs> don't it know was. What that was. About. Don't know what happened. Keith Lee was gone. He's back now, and he comes back to a hero's welcome, and is immediately sent out on his shield by Bobby Lashley. And it wasn't even a very good man. It wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't a very good match. Don't all. know who Keith Lee made mad, but they are mad. It does seem like it does seem like he is uh, paying some uh, dues, pay, paying some dues here, and uh, definitely having uh, a side of uh, crow. Yes, possibly. I don't. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something going on there. Yeah. I mean, they. If it's an injury, they always say that. I mean, they, yeah, they always. I don't tell know you when somebody's injured. I don't right? know. Uh, and then after that match, Bobby Lashley goes to celebrate, and then we get the return that nobody wanted: Goldberg. Oh yeah, Goldberg. Yes, the. And if you're thinking, "Wow, Goldberg!" If you've never watched, if you haven't watched wrestling in you know 20 years, you're saying, "Wow, he wasn't even good back in 2002." You're right, <laughs> he wasn't. And but they're still going back to that well, folks. The Goldberg well never runs dry. Hey, you know what? I, you're far more critical of him than I am. I, I think he should be wrestling. I think he should be wrestling somebody because if he can get the minute and a half, two-minute match, whatever he does, if you could get it, people still want to see him, man. Do they? Yeah. I, I, you heard the response when he came out. No. You didn't. I actually didn't watch it live, so. So. <laughs> So, no, I didn't. Uh, well, no, you but, should know he got a big response. I mean, uh, people want to see him. Put him out there. Well, I guess you're right. But he anyway. Doesn't, he, I, he doesn't need to be challenging for titles. I, I don't like Goldberg. I haven't liked Goldberg in a very long time, so I don't need to see him. Last time we saw him, he took care of Drew McIntyre. 
Uh, McIntyre got the win, and we're hoping that's what happens with Bobby Lashley here, in my opinion. Now, the big the big debut that everybody talked about. Oh. Karrion Cross. Yeah, without he, Scarlett. No Scarlett. No Scarlett. He shows up on uh, Monday Night Raw. And, and uh, loses in two and a half minutes to Jeff Hardy. Now, there was more to what happened in the match. Uh, Jeff Hardy not only stole one, but he did so with... Uh, Yes. With, with, his, with his feet on yeah, the Yeah, the baby face puts the feet he on the ropes to beat to the win. heel. To beat the heel. So I the think... undefeated heel on NXT who had not been beaten had destroyed everyone. Well, there's a story there, more so than there is with Keith Lee getting squashed by Bobby Lashley. I so... think the story is Vince McMahon still looks at NXT not as a third brand. I think he still looks at it as developmental, and what happens there doesn't mean anything. Now, wait a minute. Now, Tony Storm, she made her debut on Friday night, and she decisively won. Well, good for her. But, I mean, why, did it, but why would you take the current champion of your show on, that, on NXT, who has yet to be pinned, yet to make submit? The only time he lost the title was because he got hurt. Why would you bring him up to lose a two-and-a-half-minute match to a guy you haven't done anything with in ten years? Because it's still Jeff Hardy. And, and who knows what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. But in my opinion, I think this is setting up Jeff Hardy for just a bad time. I, I think, think he I think he will bow down. I think he'll pray. I think it was stupid. Uh, some other call-ups we talk about here. Some, uh, some fine analysis here. That, that is my analysis. <laughs> and and 99% of the world agrees with me. Uh, Tegan I don't know about Knox, 99. Uh, 98. <laughs> Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart are both now on SmackDown, as Tony Storm, you mentioned, and Finn Balor. Uh, Knox and Shotzi got a win over the women's tag champions, Natalia and Tamina, on their debut. They also had a uh, funny moment this past Friday with, uh, as I like to call him, Charity Case Corbin. Because uh, I can't stand Baron Corbin, but man, this this is actually I'm, I'm starting to be entertained by him with this. He he had he started him a, a GoFundMe page, CorbinFundMe.com. <laughs> he says he lost money on that because the guy he paid to set up the website stole his money. <laughs> he had to ride the bus. <laughs> it's, I, it's, I think it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's entertaining. I can't say it's not. Uh, but all those women debuted, and uh, I think they're looking to push them and make stars out of them on uh, on the on the roster here. Uh, Monday night, also big moment on Monday night. We've got a new women's champion, Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash. Well, again, a super a little spoiler. Charlotte Flair did defeat Rhea Ripley at right. Money in the Bank. She did win the belt at Money in the Bank, but I mean, literally, that's over overshadowed by the this year's Miss Money in the Bank. Winning, uh, yeah. cashing in the very next night. And she night. cashed in the very next night and won the championship. Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. Almost. A, I couldn't remember what the A stood for. Almost a superhero. <laughs> almost. And she's hey, now Raw Women's Champion. And I tell you, place look, went wild for it. I look, I'm not a fan of, of the almost superhero. I'm not a fan either, but good for her. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but I see what they're doing with it. The kids are. It's not. It. It's not for me and you. It's not for the adult it's, males it's, in the audience. It's for the little girls. It is. And so, if they're digging it, and she's got a spot because she's still good. She's very good. Even if she's in a gimmick I don't like, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna like to see her because I'd Chris rather, Daniels was rather Cur- have her than no one else. Chris Daniels was Curry Man. Didn't like the gimmick, but he was good. Well, there you go. Now, all right, talking about AEW earlier. Yes. Let's talk about Kenny Omega and Adam Page. If we have to. 
Okay, we do have to. Well, Kenny we Omega. Cover everybody, even the people we don't like. Kenny Omega. Like Omega. Who uh, is starting to look more and more like a Disney Channel villain every time I see him, him and the Bucks. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. It's true. That's good. Um, they're obviously setting up for him and Adam Page at All Out. It's coming to this. And for some reason, the Dark Order is involved. And uh, I'm going to start a GoFundMe to pay the Dark Order to go away. Because I am done with the Dark Order. Well, they, you can at least move them on to something else. Get them away from your... Yeah, your like a 9 to here. 5 somewhere. That's what we should move most of those guys on to. Well, I'm going to go ahead and call it on this July 25th. Uh, I think in the future, we're going to be hearing about... This, this day, day in wrestling history. history. I'm predicting future future history being made here. I believe that we're going to have Paige. We're going to have Omega. I think Paige is going to beat him. Yeah. The Dark Order is going to turn on Paige. Well, I think Paige will win the title. I don't think the Dark Order will turn on him, but I do think Paige will win the title from Omega at all. You out. can't have a clique, a group here. Everybody's in a clique. You can't have a group here <laughs> called Dark and them not be heels. That's just the way it goes. If not, you have to call them the Light Order. It would. It, it, it makes no sense either way. But yes, I think that's what we do now. The other thing sense. they still got to be bad. The other thing to talk about, oh, they're terrible. Uh, <laughs> the other thing going on in AEW is uh, Chris Jericho has challenged MJF to a one-on-one match because a rematch because we can't get enough Inner Circle and um, what, what, what's the other group? The the Pinnacle. The Pinnacle. Yes, yeah, there I, are there's so many them. groups I can't keep track. But he's having to do now what's become known as like the five pillars of Jericho. He defeated Sean Spears this past Who saw, week. Nobody saw that coming. He defeated Sean Spears this Sean past Sean Spears week. has spent more time on a canvas than Rembrandt. Now, uh, MJF announced his next pillar oh, yes. on the road here is going to be Nick Gage. Yep, and uh, I hope everybody in the back is watching their wallets. <laughs> well, definitely definitely have to have a little bit more security. Who cares, first off? Okay, I understand if you're going to use this guy. They've used him in the best way possible. You're going to bring him in. Now, big news on him. It doesn't seem like he's going to be much of a pillar now because he got beat, what was it, last night by Matt Cardona. Last night, as we record, uh, the former Zack Ryder, the internet champion, went into Game Changer Wrestling where Nick Cage is known to be like the Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And uh, he beat him and took the title in, in a bloody, bloody match. Yeah. Uh, yes. And on top of that, the litter filled the ring. Yes. Uh, they were so upset. Very, very Matt, classy group out there. Matt Game Cordona took the belt off Nick Cage. But at the same time, Nick Cage is about to get pinned again this Wednesday. When he's, in the, yeah. obviously, he's going to lose to Jericho. I mean, if they're going to use him. It's the best possible way to use it. It was the best way to use him. He got a pop because AEW fans, you know, they love everything they do. And what kind of a match is this going to be Wednesday? Is, is this I, a, I mean, is it, I, one I, that I'm not going to watch? It's not going to be a technical masterpiece. This is not going to be Funk and Flair. No, it, it may it may be. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you this: it'll be a bigger uh, explosion probably than the uh, the barbed wire bomb match that happened in AEW. Well, I mean, you'd have to go out of your way to do worse than that. Yeah, you're telling me, but yeah, and I don't think people remember that Jericho now doing the five pillars. This is the same thing Cody Rhodes did about a year ago <laughs> with MJF. So right. I mean, we're just recycling stories. Well, this lines. is what MJF does. He he hides and he creates as much distance as he can 
and eventually I will say this: run out of time. Uh, MJF and Sammy Guevara had a heck of a match on on Dynamite a couple weeks ago until the finish. But I'm being honest; it was a great match. Great match. Um, So, just so everybody knows, I'm not just anti AEW; I'm just anti stupid things. You're still anti AEW, though. I'm really not. Hey, let's real quick let's wrap this up before we go to break because we did have a a very important passing of a very important wrestler in the last. What thirty, forty years? I mean, nobody bigger in the in the mid eighties than this guy, uh, Mister Wonderful Paul Orndorff, passed away. I believe seventy one, seventy one years, which old. which is not very old. But no, you know, but, you think about him. You know, he, a lot of concussions, a lot of, uh, you know, just he had some dementia issues as well, and I believe cancer as well. Yeah, yeah, he was bad off, and uh, Mister Wonderful, big run with Hulk Hogan back in the eighties, was really a huge star. Everywhere he went, spent some time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, spent some time in WCW, was a TV champ, U.S. champ. Uh, probably should have been a world champion somewhere, but never was. So He was supposedly supposed to be the backup of Andre wasn't able to go. Yeah. WrestleMania three, he was supposed to be the backup. Think of how that could have changed everything. That would have changed a lot. But, the uh, finish could have changed. Who knows? Yeah. Who but, knows? Uh, but, yeah, we're going to miss Paul Orndorff for sure. Mr. Wonderful was uh, was great. Before we go to break, yeah, you and I had a chance to watch a trailer for a new show coming out on uh, on Netflix. It's called Heels on Stars. Not not on Netflix on Stars. It's starring Stephen Amell, who has some wrestling training, and um, it actually looks like a really good show. If you're a wrestling fan, check out the trailer for it, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting. It's called Heels. Yes, H E E L S. They use a lot of the the wrestling talk and uh, words like that. So. Yeah, check it out. We we watched the preview for it. It's on YouTube. It's very, very interesting. Uh, I say give it a look. Well, coming up, we've got plenty to talk about. We're going to be having the Big Bash in Beckley, and we've got Money in the Bank review. Uh, Mr. Stone and I watched Ring of Honor's Best in the World. There's also some talk about what happened on Impact with Slammiversary. And, of course, we've got some of your favorite segments still coming up. Uh, I'm Mr. Bush. I'm Mr. Stone. And we'll be back right after this. This is Worldview of Wrestling brought to you by Children's Home Society. Here's Kane Dials from the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. Protecting and nurturing traumatized children is our top priority when placing them in our emergency shelters. And we do just that when we have people like you who want to make a positive impact on West Virginia youth. Become a foster parent, mentor, or volunteer with the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. Call 304 239 2470. Free has sprung at Appalachian Wireless, and a new deal on the biggest little iPhone has just arrived. The iPhone 12 mini 64 gig comes with massive features and is the perfect pocket size. Best of all, Appalachian Wireless is offering the iPhone 12 mini for just $99.99 with a two-year contract. Good things do come in small packages, and the iPhone mini on the region's best network is just that. But don't wait, this deal won't last long. Visit a retail location or go to AppalachianWireless.com to get this amazing deal. We are you. We we are Appalachian Wireless. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you 
can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. My favorite tag team is Nathan and Aaron because they're on radio station WVOW, the worldview of wrestling. It's unbelievable, baby. <laughs> Stay with us on WVOW. Coming up after the worldview of wrestling, Major League Baseball, the Chicago White Sox, almost getting the wrong team. Uh, the Chicago White Sox are going to be in Milwaukee taking on the Brewers, and that's coming up. Uh, our coverage is going to begin as soon as we, be, you know, finish up covering the world and the view of the wrestling. Absolutely, and again, thanks to our great sponsors at Children's Home Society for helping you, helping bring us the world view of wrestling and uh, Kane and all the guys over there. They do such a great job. So uh, again, thank you to Children's Home Society for making that work. Kane's a big wrestling fan, by the way. You may have to uh, may have to get him on sometime and, and have him talk a little wrestling with us. Well, and also, uh, you know, let our listeners know about all the great things that are going on with that the too. Children's Home Society. Absolutely. But uh, we want to take you back 28 years ago today. This, this day, day in wrestling, wrestling history. history. 28 years ago today at a Monday Night Raw taping in Alexandria Bay, New York, Jim Cornette made his WWF debut and uh the man that introduced him is the guy Cornette calls the greatest manager of all time Bobby Heenan what did Bobby Heenan have to say Jim Cornette what are you doing here in the WWF <laughs> apparently he was wanting to know, he was wanting to know. Cornette the founder and head of the time at the time of Smoky Mountain Wrestling was very staunch critic of the WWF oh it still is and still is <laughs> and uh he really came to the company was a shocker he was one of uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling's tag teams manager, one of their successful teams, the Heavenly Bodies, which is the Doctor of Desire, Tom Pritchard, and Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey, uh, who did jiggle. Yes, he did. And, <laughs> you know, that was the, the, the reason for that name. They also they also made uh, their debut that same day. Yeah, they, they did. They made their debut that night beating Mike Bucci, who you might know as Simon Dean, uh, and yeah. Bobby Who, who I don't have a clue. <laughs> and it wouldn't be Cornette's only involvement in the taping. He was named for the American spokesperson for then WWF champion Yoko Zuna, and I'm pretty sure Cornette, uh, you know, with as much hate as he has for modern wrestling, would not like us bringing that up. Thank you very little. You're welcome even less. Well, there you go. Well, there it is. Well, speaking of Cornette and, uh, you know, one of the guys he managed is actually going to be making his way to Beckley here. We are two Saturdays away, August 7th, 2021 at the Beckley Raleigh Armory, the Raleigh Convention Center. <laughs> it's called the Armory. It's called the Raleigh County Convention Center. <laughs> Stick with me here. Yeah, right. Jerry Lawler, Ronnie Garvin, the man Cornette used to manage. Dennis Condry will be there. Also, the new GCW champion who uh, will actually be wrestling and not rolling around in uh, light tubes. Uh, Matt Cardona, formerly Zack Ryder. Did and, he roll around in the light tubes? Oh, yeah, he had a light oh. tube. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's GCW without a good light tube, pal? Matt Cardona. Uh, and Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins, formerly, will be there. and uh, They'll be going one-on-one, -on -one, actually. Jerry Lawler will be taking on Shane Storm. Bobby Blaze will be in Shane Storm's corner, former Smoky Mountain champion. And... Dennis Condry is going to be the special guest enforcer. And I don't know if you guys have seen Dennis Condry recently. Uh, he did have a, a battle with cancer, but he's still in great shape. Still works out, lifts weights, looks looks great. 
And uh, Heath Slater will be in attendance signing autographs as well. He's not cleared to wrestle, but he'll be in the house hanging out, signing autographs. Also known as his run as w- in WWE as Heath Slater. Yes, Heath Miller, Heath Slater. <laughs> he'll be there. He's home. ASW title will be on the line. Former Ring of Honor heavyweight champion and Impact tag team champion, current MLW star Davey Richards, mm. who's the ASW champion on in his second reign as this ASW This is the return champion. match. Yes, he'll be taking on Ron Mathis. Boy, they had a they had a barn burner. A knockdown drag out yeah. it was. And I'm looking forward to that one as well. There's going to be a big battle royal going on as well. All kinds of title matches, women's title match, and so many things going on in Beckley that, um, you know, just come on out. Tickets are on sale. It's brought to you by All-Star Wrestling and uh, the commissioner, Stephen P. New, helping put that on. So we're really looking forward to that in Beckley. So if you're in that area, come on out. So... This day in wrestling history. It was 22 years ago that WWE presented Fully Loaded from the Marine Midland Arena in Buffalo. This was 1999. 16,605 people in attendance. 360,000 pay-per-view buys. This is back when people actually bought pay-per-view. And oh, apparently yeah. they, they still do, just definitely not to this amount. No, no, not you'll never see remote. this number again for wrestling. Um, the card was pretty bad. Except it was for, not good. Except for the, the, the double main event was pretty much worth uh, I mean, the price of admission there. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and look at it here. Uh, well, now, when Ken Shamrock and Ken, uh, Ken Blackman, Steve Blackman had that, the iron circle. The parking lot brawl, yeah. Is it a parking Yeah, well, they had the cars lined around them. Yeah. I remember looking forward to that, and then when it was happening, I'm sitting there, I was like, eh, I could do without it. I remember <laughs> I remember Big Show and Kane had a one-on-one match and Hardcore Holly was the referee. Remember he was being known called The Big Shot at that time and uh that was a big uh if you know what I mean. Yeah, wasn't there. Yeah. Uh actually this one was was rather interesting. The Acolytes beat Michael Hayes and the Hardy Boys in a handicap match to win the tag titles. It was when they were starting the, the new Freebirds. It was the Hardy Boys. Yeah, well, after this match, Michael Hayes got tossed, and it was the new Brood there you go. after that. But um, the, the main events were good. They were. They were. The uh, fully loaded strap match for the number one contendership of the WWF title. Um, not a traditional strap match between Triple H and The Rock. You actually had to pin or make your opponent submit to win the match. And then... The first blood match for the WWF title, Austin defeated Taker, and uh, with Austin winning, Vince McMahon could never, ever appear on WWF program again. He was back two months later. Well, let's let's talk about this last weekend. We had uh, Money in the Bank. We did. Money in the Bank, it was uh, not the first time they've had a crowd uh, in front of them. They they did that the night, uh, two nights before on SmackDown but a it week was ago. But yeah, it completely sold out, Money Co- in the Bank Completely was. sold out. All of the live shows that WWE has been having uh, since they've returned, they they were basically just, just blowing everybody out of the water. Oh, yeah. But uh, now we know... After last night, they had a house show in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We know that their main eventing a, a six-man tag with uh, the head of the table, Roman Reigns and the Usos taking yep, on yep. the Mysterios and John Cena. That's a heck of a main event hey, right I, there. I, I, main event anywhere in the world as far as I'm concerned. So they're main eventing with that. But let's go back to Money in the Bank uh, just briefly. Um, you know, some, some of the big matches, the women's uh, Money in the Bank, a little lackluster if you ask me. Didn't like the finish, but we, you know, we... 
I mean, they already had, they already knew where they were going yeah. with it. So it was just a matter of getting it moved over. And sometimes, sometimes you're going to have a lackluster finish if you're if you're going to actually be doing a shoot here. Let's let's just. It was. How many times did Mike Tyson sell out an arena and beat him in one round? A lot. So uh, don't forget the Usos on the pre-show became the tag team champions again. They beat the Mysterios. And I want to go ahead and confirm that I was comparing the status of Nikki Ash to Mike Tyson. Yes, you were. <laughs> Raw tag team title, almost, and AJ Styles defeated the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar, to retain the tag titles. You know, I think this match got uh, gets a bad rap. I didn't think it was that bad. Now, I enjoyed it, uh, but, you know, pretty much the, the show was good. The it show was good. was good, but I, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I mean, literally, uh, everything else, the Bobby Lashley match, was what it was. I mean, Kofi yeah. got fed to Bobby Lashley again. It was to make, let's be honest, it was to make Bobby Lashley look good for and, Goldberg. And you know what? He, he looked pretty good throwing him around. You he, know? Did. So. he did. He did. Uh, we talked about Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Thought they had a pretty good match for the Raw Women's They had title. match of the night up until the main event. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'll agree They with had that. match of the night. I mean, literally, it was a back and forth contest. Uh, Ripley had, was selling the knee. She can sell like Ricky Morton, man. She was selling the knee, and she had a, a, a rematch the following night on on Monday Night Raw, and yeah. that that ended up going a little haywire toward the end. And of course, Nikki Ash, your new yeah. Raw Women's Champion, and we've got the Money in the Bank ladder match. Big E gets the win. You know, we were looking at the, we were really looking at him at our, at our uh, uh, predictions last yeah. month. Yeah. We were really looking at him. I still thought Kevin Owens. Uh, would have been a good winner for it. Uh, he he would have been. Honestly, but I wouldn't have been mad at anybody that won this. That match. was the thing. We kind of thought Big E was in there, but we had our personal favorites. But uh, yeah, Big E. He, yeah. He's who and I. Maybe, maybe, you know, because he's still on SmackDown, maybe, and we know that we have a, a shakeup. Yeah, it's coming, coming or whatever they call it. I have a feeling Big E will be on Raw reuniting with the New Day. I okay. have that feeling. Well, you could do it the other way around, or yeah, or vice versa. We'll do it but I, way. I think Big E on Raw would be better. I think they're looking at pushing him because yeah. you know, even though I mean, technically, right now SmackDown is their flagship show. SmackDown is the one of the best wrestling shows on TV. Yeah, right now. more of it too. I mean, so you know, maybe. You know, maybe Fox wants the New Day. Maybe they do. We'll maybe have to wait and see. Main event, Roman Reigns and Edge. Uh, really good match, I thought. A um, little slow at parts, but still good. Uh, Roman retains as he should have. Well, I mean, they flop, followed that uh, ladder match. Yeah. So, I mean. You got to slow down a little bit after slow, that. Slow it down, but an incredible finish. Uh, it looks like they're going to be doing uh, Seth Rollins and Edge. Going forward here, possibly yeah. to SummerSlam, I would imagine. I, I would assume we're going to see that. And we don't know. You know, with Finn Balor, with him having a, a championship match coming that to threw him a now, monkey wrench into everything, didn't that it? That threw a monkey wrench into everything. But, you know, if you think about it, Finn Balor, they were not talking about how he was the first universal champion. They didn't mention that he won that title at SummerSlam. Yeah. They didn't mention that he defeated... Uh, along with Roman Reigns, I think there was a couple other people. He to won a fatal. Get that he won a fatal four way match to face Roman in a main event on Raw, which we'll talk about on our This Day in Wrestling okay. History segment, and then beat Roman to qualify to face Seth Rollins for the title at SummerSlam. So there you go. 
I mean, it's right there. You, you, you got uh, the story right there. Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. I like the idea of John Cena kind of sticking his nose in there. You know, I, I could do whatever I want. So I decided to go and tell him, pitch him that I'm the referee. But I, and I think I think a, a clean win. You may for Roman see Reigns. you may see Roman Reigns beat Finn Balor on a SmackDown. I hope they don't, or maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe how they get maybe there. they can't. Everybody wants to see the Rock and Roman at, at Mania. Maybe they can't get the Rock, and if they maybe can't get not. the Rock, we'll see. You leave Cena. That's who you leave. Yeah, with. You you do. Uh, let's switch over real quick. Impact Slam anniversary. We're not going to go through the full results. Just want to bring up this. Kenny Omega retained the Impact title over Sammy Callahan. Thank God. And um, Kenny Omega still the champion. But uh, Switchblade Jay White, the never open weight champion in New Japan, made an appearance with the elite in the ring, Ooh. which I thought was uh, kind of interesting that he would uh, show up there. And it seems like, Impact right now has just opened their doors and said, hey, whoever wants to come here and work, we'll work with you. We don't care. Yeah, we'll get something figured out here. Well, we? I mean, it's not a bad idea because well, they keep making the news. And look at that. The same thing as AAA. Where's their title at? It's on a guy who's on cable television every week. Yeah. I mean. I, a guy with a following. Some, uh, the, the Whether thing, you like him or not. He's look, over and has a following. Look, you know what I mean? Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. I'll never deny that he's a good wrestler. Wow, well, great. He uh, is. He's a great wrestler. I've watched his matches and I've said those matches were great. He's pretty, some of them. He's pretty good. But I don't like his character. I don't enjoy his character at all. To I don't me. think he got a character. I think that's just him. Yeah. I think he's just a well, there. You go. <laughs> Bob Doctors and everything. Well, let's uh, real quick. Ring of Honor before we take our our next break. Ring of Honor had. Best in the world, their first event back with fans. Oh yeah, yeah, and oh yeah, that that was their first event back with fans. And you know what? To look at it, you know, and we don't know what their protocols were in the arena that night, but they had they, they were had being some big spots. They, they were being big, very safe. They had some very big empty spots there. So, uh, but still, I mean, just them having people in there and that crowd was hot. It was. Even and it was it a really good show. It wasn't a sold out crowd, um, but they were hot, we'll and it was a good show. Uh, pre-show, Ray Horace beat Demonic Flamita, which, you know, good opener. High-flying, got the people into it. Then, maybe the most overman in Ring of Honor, Dan Housen, came out <laughs> with PCO and beat the Bouncers, which was Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser in a tag match, and the place went berserk for Dan Housen. Yes. Ring of Honor, the foundation, music. Enjoy it. Then we had the Briscoes. They beat PJ Black and Brian Johnson. What? I thought I played that so you could talk about the foundation matches. Well, I was just going in order. I apologize. I'm sorry. I was just like, okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, here's the problem. We we were watching the show and our feed froze up, so we we missed two of the matches. But EC3 beat Flip Gordon who was formerly Ethan Carter III, and the Briscoes beat P.J. Black and Brian Johnson. We were able to make it back for the six-man tag team match for the Ring of Honor six-man championship. Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor, Moses, and Khan uh, defeated Dalton Castle, Eli Isom, and Dak Draper. 
Then we had the last man standing match, Josh Woods and Silas Young. What did you think of this match? I loved it. It was a good match. I man. loved it, man. I, I'm a big fan of, of Silas Young. and uh, The last real man. That big old hoss. You put that big old hoss, what, Josh, Josh Woods. Yeah, he's a big boy. Man, you put them both out there, and they just going to wear it out. And they, they go through a table as the finish. It was a nice, nice win for Woods. Now, let's talk about the foundation. No, I'm playing Ring of Honor music now. <laughs> Jay Lethal wrestled Brody King, and this is a first-time one-on-one match, I believe. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, I that, apologize. This was a, I think Brody King had beat him before. He beat him twice, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, make it three, because he beat him again. Say, he made, he made and three. Jay Lethal goes down, and Jay Lethal, now this is going to sound really, really weird here, but Jonathan Gresham, Rhett Titus, Tracy Williams, and Jay Lethal all make up the foundation. The foundation was scheduled to have Lethal and Brody King. Mike Jonathan Gresham was supposed to defend his pure title, and you had uh, the tag champions were Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams. Tracy Williams was not cleared to compete. Jay Lethal was supposed to take his place. Jay Lethal goes down after this match because Brody King absolutely destroyed him in the end, and so Jonathan Gresham comes out. He defends the pure championship against Successfully. Mike. Yeah, he does. He wins. Great match. Match of the night. Ma- Absolutely. If there's a match you're going to go back and watch, this is catch it. That, that, that pure wrestling championship title match yes. between Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bennett. Of One of the best you'll 12, see. 12,000 stars. It was Kate <laughs> Dave. No, it didn't take place in the Tokyo Dome. No, it's 11,000. Right. Um, but, yeah, Joe, check it out. Jonathan Gresham retains and then – has to come back and help Brett Titus in the tag team title match, and they're defeated by Chris Dickinson and Homicide, Violence Unlimited. So Violence Unlimited, which is Homicide, Chris Dickinson, and Brody King, mm. all victorious. I, th- at best I think in the, the foundation, or at least a lot of the a lot of the guys in it, are probably going to be going elsewhere. They might be. Dragon Lee won the TV title. He defeated Tony Deppen. And then in the main event, heavyweight title on the line, uh, Roosh yep. is defeated by Bandito, yeah. as Bandito. we did not see that coming. We did not see that. There's a lot of swerves here in the last couple of weeks. That was one of them. It was a big one. And it, uh, we did not expect Roosh to lose that. So uh, finally, we have a uh, we have a, a face champion. Yeah, we and do. One of the one of the one of the the federations out here. We finally have, finally we finally have a guy on the light side here. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to best in the world, Ring of Honor. Great show. I thought Money in the Bank was a solid show. Uh, didn't watch Slammiversary. I was tied up that evening, but from what I heard, pretty good show all around. So. Jay, Jay White came back out. Yeah. So I, hey, I'm not mad with Jay White. I like Switchblade. But uh, those right there, that's going to be our... Uh, <laughs> no better what. You also got to remember that uh, Gallows and Anderson still work for them. I forget they do. <laughs> yeah, no, but they're I always on they AEW. Work. They're on AEW more than, more, than, uh, uh, more than the Revival, and the Revival actually worked there. Let's, 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 let's. It's true. It's true. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're completely right. But. All right, so we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to have our matches of the month that you got to check out. And then we're going to talk about some of our favorite cage matches, and then we'll slowly close the show down. Thanks to our great sponsors at the Children's Home Society, and uh, I'm Mr. Bush. And uh, I'm Mr. Stone. And we'll be back right after this. 
Here's Kane Dials from the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. When it comes to the We Can program, we, along with mentors like you, are charged with helping to preserve and strengthen families by working with identified at-risk youth and families by community engagement. Become a foster parent, mentor, or volunteer with the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. Call 304-239-2470. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that really actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. Or the smell in the vegetable crisper that no way can be vegetables. Or hoping those bees just take care of themselves. Whatever you're worrying about, it won't be your heating or air conditioning. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Contact Temp Control today. 304-855-5200. State Farm Agent Justin Brown in Gilbert knows how to protect what's important to you. When the unexpected happens, he's right there to step up and help you get to a better state. He has the financial experience to take an objective look at your situation, and that starts with a free insurance and financial review. It's an important tool when the decision you're making could have a big impact on your retirement. So if you're facing a rollover or buyout decision now or in the future, call State Farm Agent Justin Brown in Gilbert. 304-664-8589 or visit smalltownjustinbrown.com G'day mate, as an Australian I'm a croc expert Crikey, get him away from me I mean crocs like the footwear and as a croc expert I have to say I like foamies from Skechers bloody better, because foamies have that stylish trendy look plus Skechers world famous comfort, all for a price that's down under the competition, Skechers is the comfort technology company and foamies have comfort innovations your whole family will love Foamies are ultra-lightweight, water-friendly footwear that are flexible and breathable. Perfect for kicking it by the pool, grilling on the barbie. Or comfy enough to go on a walkabout. Plus, only foamies come with fits and features like ArchFit with podiatrist-certified support. And max cushioning that feels like you're walking on big, puffy marshmallows. And foamies are perfect to keep you cool this summer or warm in the winter. Which is great because it's actually winter in Australia right now. Good on you, Skechers. So get yourself some machine-washable foamies by Skechers and don't get bit by Crocs. He's a mean fella. Find foamies at Sketches.com, a Sketches store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. The World View of Wrestling. Brought to you by Children's Home Society. It's your one-stop shop for all things wrestling on WVOW and WVOWradio.com. And uh, Mr. Stone and myself now are going to bring you... Something that we like to do every episode, we like to tell you about some matches that have happened, and you should probably go check out if, you, if you're if you not caught up on your wrestling. Here's a few of our matches of the month. I did not see that coming. That scared me. <laughs> what you get when you mess up my, my segue? I did. I did. But, uh, you know, we already talked about Gresham and Bennett, the Pure Rules title match at Best in the World. Go check that one out for sure. Uh, you picked another Ring of Honor match, Mr. Stone. The Briscoes versus the Briscoes with Papa Briscoe referee. And I'm telling you, the, the, the chicken farm fight. Yeah. I, I mean. It was good. It's not great, but it was, you know, it was, it seemed real. It Probably. seemed like we were, it seemed like we saw two brothers just whooping the tar out of one another. Yeah. And then they come back and uh, had a, a and then they, night of yeah, they cleaned the world. They're cleaning the ring up and uh, they're reunited now. And they're going to try and make a run to become the 12 time ring of honor tag team champions. 
Uh, I threw in there Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher mm. versus MSK at Great American Bash for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Uh, what a match. Really Fun good. match. High octane, high energy. Uh, go check that out if you missed it. And you had one more that just made me kind of scratch my head. You didn't see it. I didn't. You're right. I didn't. And I told you it wasn't great. But Jackson Riker, who I'm starting to like more and more. Okay. Elias, not so much. Uh, Rick Boogs is a better Elias than Elias is. Uh, they had a Symphony of Destruction match on Raw. Uh, you had past... said that like Riker superplexed him onto a, a grand piano. It might have been the other way. I can't remember. Okay. But somebody got backdropped onto a, a baby grand piano. And they mm. were, they've done these things a thousand times. So it wasn't like it was, you know... Wasn't like it was something new necessarily, but it was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, we we talked about last month. We had this idea we wanted to do because last month was the big Hell in a Cell pay per view. We wanted to talk about our favorite matches involving a cage. Well, we've eliminated Hell in a Cell matches from this list. Yeah, only, We're, only actual cage only matches. cage matches, and these are some of our our favorites. We had to to cut them down. There was a lot I wanted to include, but. Let's start here, and uh, Stone, you threw out Orndorff and Hulk Hogan. Orndorff and Hulk Hogan at, at Saturday night's main event was huge. I remember Orndorff came out to the Real America music. Uh, a lot of people, they started cheering, and then they realized it was him. Yeah. They started booing, and then Hogan come out. They both exited the, the cage at the same time. They... You know, he they both touched the ground at the same time. You know, the feet first. That they're the winner. But we had a, a, a draw. Wow! So they had to restart the match again. Uh big. I remember watching it on the big we had blue a, cage, man. You the big blue it. cage. We had the um, we had the, uh, the the VHS yeah. greatest cage matches. That was number one on there, and I, I still remember. I've got that DVD somewhere at my house. Well, this was this was on tape. Well, that's way back. <laughs> this is way back. Yes. Uh. First thing I think of when I think cage match, um, Brett Owen Hart, SummerSlam 1994, what, just the best way. It's how you do a, a cage match uh, involving Escape the Cage as a way to win. That, oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites. I mean, it's right up there. I, I, you know, that was a good one, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. That's top, top cage matches of all time. This would probably not top cage matches of all time. It's certainly up there top warrior matches of oh, all time. Yeah, absolutely. There's three of them. Yeah, there's only Hogan three. And, Hogan and Warrior won. Yes. Savage and Warrior. That ever. was probably his best one. And this one falls somewhere in between two and three. Rick Rude, the ravishing one, yeah, taking they, on Ultimate Warrior they, in, in, in the blue barred steel cage. SummerSlam, what was it, 90? I believe so. I believe it, it was 90. It was a big one there. And I, it was I believe... the one title uh, defense he had that was very memorable besides yeah. the one he lost. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, great match there. I went a little old school on this next one. Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA, the oh. Starcade. Uh, I believe it was '85. The I Quit match from Starcade. Oh man, that wasn't the Skywalker. No, was that was '86. Um, okay, this was before I was born, but I've went back and watched it and actually uh, talked to Tully Blanchard about it before when he came in. Man, just great memories from this match. It was brutal. To this day, it's still brutal. That same uh, VHS tape I was telling you about. Yeah. The last match on Savage and DiBiase. That, for the title, Savage was champion. Was that a had, house show at the time? It was. They were at Madison Square Garden. 
it's amazing how being a wrestling fan, you know what Madison Square Garden well, looks it, like. Well, it looks like nothing else. <laughs> it looks like nothing else. It uh, looks like the garden. The, but one, yeah. one that I really like, Austin and McMahon from oh. St. Valentine's Day Massacre in 1999. The match that calls the, the, the rid, the rid. Of uh, the, the bar, blue bar cage. cage yeah. It was actually black. For it, was, that. Yeah, it was black for that one. Yeah. I wonder why they did They painted it because they're going, it was going to have to go up in like the garden at Linda's house or something. Maybe. <laughs> they, they had it, and uh, you know, McMahon took the bump off the top and broke his tailbone but finished the match. Um, Bruce Pritchard has said that that match is why that cage is gone, and it's why the rings are much softer now, is because of that match. Uh, Rock Shamrock and Mankind from Breakdown 98. This is a sleeper on any list. That big time sleeper on that list. Uh, You had uh, Mankind do the big, well, he wanted to think of himself as the Superfly, but he was more like the Macho Man when he came up with an elbow. Yeah. It was a Remember, great finish, too, because you could win by pinfall, submission, or escape. Yeah. Mankind's climbing down to escape. Rock gets the one, two, three. Mankind then hits the ground. Thinks the people are celebrating for him, but it's actually the Rock. Poor Mick. And then the last one here, another Mankind classic. Hell or um, 97 SummerSlam. Not Hell in a Cell. We're excluding those. Triple H and Mankind, their cage match from SummerSlam 97, which SummerSlam 97, one of the all-time great SummerSlams. That was a great one as well. Um, so, yeah, those are some of our favorite cage matches. What are yours? Yeah, we're going to put it up on uh, Worldview of Wrestling on Facebook, and uh, we'll start a conversation. Join us there. And this we'll talk day in wrestling history. history. Well, I'll tell you what. Ten years ago today, take a listen to this, and I remember this to this day. Raw from Hampton. Rey Mysterio beats The Miz in a tournament final to win the vacated WWE Championship. The title, yeah, you're going to need background music. This takes a while. The title was vacated following Money in the Bank when CM Punk won the title on what was supposed to be his last night in the company. Rey's only WWE Championship run lasted an hour and a half. (laughs) The only? Only WWE (laughs) title run he ever had. Uh, he was defeated in the main event by John Cena for the WWE Championship. But wait, there's more. Cena had little time to celebrate because as soon as the match ended, Living Color's cult of personality started to play over the arena loudspeakers. Do we got cult of personality, Mr. Stone? Because I think that would be uh, something we need for this moment right here. Let's see if we got cult of personality cues. Oh, we do. And it's the theme used by WWE champion CM Punk, who returned following an eight-day sabbatical from uh, yeah, eight days he was gone, and he comes back to work. And uh, both Punk and Cena would be recognized as WWE champion through SummerSlam, the end of the show. Neither man was champion. Punk defeated Cena for the title and was cashed in on by Alberto Del Rio after Punk was attacked by Kevin Nash. Mouthful. Wrestling history. Five years ago today, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Sasha Banks defeats Charlotte by submission to win the Raw Women's Championship on that same show, what we talked about earlier, Mr. Stone. NXT uh, champion, former NXT champion Finn Balor makes the main roster debut. He wins a fatal four-way match to start the show against Cesaro, Kevin Owens, and Rusev. And that earned him a spot in the main event to face Roman Reigns. And the winner would earn a championship match at SummerSlam. Balor 
would go on to win the match and the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Mm-mm-mm. Also making their debut on the main roster that you, night. I tell you, that's what they're going to do at SummerSlam this year. They might. I'm telling you. They might. Also debuting on the main roster, Nia Jax. Nah. The, the, uh, the tater flinger. Yes, the, ta- <laughs> the queen of taters. <laughs> She had an 80-second win over the now AEW champion who was just doing jobs. Remember, she's from Pittsburgh. Don't hey, don't forget that they had, uh, that was what they started uh, oh, yeah. just, well, just a couple of weeks ago. They, the yeah. WWE started tweeting that picture of her. Uh-huh. They're Britt not Baker. stupid. She beat Britt Baker in 80 seconds. One more debut. Braun Strowman was running through people, and he ran into this man, James Ellsworth. Beat him in just under a minute, but he cut a promo beforehand where he said, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. And uh, he actually gained a cult following over that. People loved it. And James Ellsworth got a full-time contract after that. So that has been This Day in Wrestling History. This This Day day in Wrestling History. history. I I just love the button, man. You do. You do. This This Day day in (laughs) Wrestling History. Good Lord. Well, you know. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Worldview of Wrestling as much as we have bringing it to you. Yeah. We want to thank our wonderful sponsors again, At Children's the, Home Society. Children's Home Society of West Virginia. Great, great sponsors. Uh, wonderful leaders in our community. Absolutely. And we thank them again for sponsoring the Worldview of Wrestling. We thank you for listening. I'm Mr. Bush. And I'm Mr. Stone. Check us out on Facebook, the Worldview of Wrestling, right there on your Facebook machine. Just just type it in. There, there we are. <laughs> Can't miss us. We'll be right there, and we'll see you on our next edition of the Worldview of Wrestling sometime next month. And we'll let you know. Follow us on Facebook. We post breaking news stories all the time. Keep up with all things pro wrestling. And uh, you know what? Have a good time and enjoy some wrestling out there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>